Welcome to episode 160. Have you been asked to not attend Christmas or New Year's events or you've been emotionally bullied in the lead up due to your choices about what you would or would not like in your body? If the answer is yes, or if the answer is I'm actually doing that to someone else, then this episode is for you because here I'm talking about how to navigate conversations with friends and family members that are cutting you out and judging you for your choices and taking the experiences and connections that you love away from you. It's full on talking about this kind of stuff at Christmas and it's sad that we have to talk about this stuff, but these are necessary tools for navigating this chapter of history at Christmas time. But also, I've got a great celebration to share with you that you were a part of and that you caused. So it's not all bad. (laughs) So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously. So you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Welcome back to another episode, and it is another Christmas time of year. As you know, it's my mission to coach 250 men and women to lose weight and be their healthiest self before the end of December 2021, which is just around the corner. And the window is open right now to get in for the January intake of the Ultimate Energy Upgrade program, uh, which is almost actually full, and it usually fills up before the new year actually gets here. So big respect to you if you're one of those people that have committed beforehand so you know that you're going to land on your feet in the right place after the Christmas break and the New Year's period does what it does each year. So, uh, I wanted to start this episode by saying a massive thank you and expressing a huge amount of gratitude to you, to you listening right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Why am I saying thank you? Because you are the reason that we have hit one of our first major milestones on the podcast. We are at 100,000 episodes downloaded. And if you calculate that into minutes, it's more than 4 million minutes of audio listened to. How astonishing is that? That's so just crazy. Uh, It just blows me away. I'm totally humbled. So thank you. Thank you. I, I actually can't believe that it got this big. You know, you work really hard on social media and do all the things and you wonder how different pe- people's pages blow up and how they got all their followers and listeners and downloads and and to be able to log in each day and just see this number and it's just phenomenal. It's just totally crazy. So, um, well, it's not crazy. I've been trying to get better with my language. It's just, it's amazing. It's, 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 it's amazing. I, I'm getting used to this as being the new normal. You know, I get up some days and look at the number from overnight. And it's like a thousand new downloads have happened overnight. Like it's, it's just phenomenal. It's phenomenal and I'm really grateful um, and thank you for your help getting here and I hope that you can continue to be a part of this mission and grow this podcast because I think it's had such a positive impact on so many people and the beautiful words that I hear in our Facebook group about the podcast that people reach out to me on all the social media platforms. I hear from people via email about the different ways that it's changed their life from helping people to find uh, practitioners that can help them with disease to simply just implementing all the things things I say on here and reaching their health goals. Like if you've reached your health goals simply from listening to this show, one, you're amazing. You're so impressive that you can make that commitment and keep yourself accountable. So congratulations. And two, I would really love to encourage you and anybody that loves this show. If you love this show or you've benefited from this show, please can you give this a five-star rating on your app right now, whichever one you're on, Spotify, um, 
Apple Podcast, uh, Overcast, like wherever you hang out, can you please give this a rating, five stars, and just a couple of sentences as about what this show means to you and how it impacts your day-to-day life or how it has changed your life. Um, if you've gotten health results, it'd be amazing if you could share it there because we want to help more people, right? Like my, literally my mission statement for what I do is to create a world where everybody is somebody's healthy friend. And in order for me to achieve that, it's a collaborative effort. You know, you don't do these things by yourself. There's no person that's a single person overnight success. Like in order to impact the world on a global scale, we all have to work together. So if you can put up the five-star rating and share a couple of words. Um, It means the likelihood of people finding this podcast when they're looking for answers in the health sphere goes up, which is great because the more podcasts we can get to more ears, the more positive impact we can have together uh, and the healthier the world will become one podcast download at a time. So thank you so much for being a part of this. I'm super, super grateful. So um, I can't wait. Let's go for another 100,000 next year. And ideally, we can go even bigger than that, right? So uh, one step at a time, but also dream big. You know what I mean? <laughs> so thank you. Um, all right. So I wanted to touch on a few things today. Um, I want to let you know, in case you don't know, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you won't know, or maybe you do follow me on Instagram and you don't even know that I've actually been deplatformed. I have had my Instagram account totally disabled and unable to log in. Um, And I actually don't know why Instagram haven't told me this uh, when it comes to the current world, you know, charade, conundrum, debacle, scam, hoax, pick your word, whatever it means to you. Um, crisis. It might actually, you might actually think it's a crisis. It is a crisis. They're actually irrelevant of the perspective that you come at it. It, We're in a crisis. Anyway, um, one can presume that I was deplatformed for sharing my thoughts on the world debacle. However, if you compare what I say and do on Instagram about the world debacle and protesting and human rights and uh, medical freedom and body sovereignty, if you compare it to some of the massive profiles out there with hundreds of thousands of people that directly attack and directly call out and directly you know, antagonize what's going on, the situation, I am like a small fry. I don't, I'm very, I try and be very strategic and I be very flexible um, and I think I'm very open to other people's opinions. Um, and so the, the the thought process is here with myself and other friendly business owners that uh, have social media presence and understand that um, all social media is a digital dictatorship in 2020 and 21 and it was before then. We're just really aware of it now. Um, which translates to a global dictatorship because the world runs via these platforms. Um, It's crazy that the world runs via these platforms. Even countries, third world countries, everyone has a phone and access to Facebook. Did you know actually um, what Facebook has done in order to take over the world? And I know you might be getting a bit eyes rolling in the back of the head, but this is actual stuff that happens. In third world countries, because Facebook is so wealthy in the context of a third world country, they actually can go in to the country and say, you know what? We're going to give your whole country free internet via Facebook. So they go into these countries and they say, you know what? We know every, no one can afford to get uh, telecommunication or they can't afford this or that. And the way that they get into the country, into these poor places, is by taking over the telecommunication, burdening the cost because 
the benefit of the of that entire country's population using Facebook and the control that Facebook get from that and the data that Facebook get from that is worth more money than having people actually pay for the the service to access the internet. Insane, right? So anyway, we're in a digital dictatorship, whether you know it or not. And the fact that people are being silenced and censored is a travesty. Um, and I'll give you an example, right? If you know, there's there's lots of things that many people will agree are appropriate to be censored, right? Let's talk about racism. Let's talk about pedophilia. Let's talk about um, human trafficking. You know, all of these really fucked up topics, right? If we censor these things and pretend they don't exist, do you think they disappear? Absolutely not. They just go further underground. They go further away from our realities. They become further away from being able to use our senses to detect them. And there's a really important reality when it comes to dangerous things, dangerous topics, threatening circumstances, is that you want those things to be in your world because you want to know where the danger is and you want to know how your enemy is thinking, right? Because if you don't know that stuff... And this is part of the problem with the internet and censorship is that if you just walk around and the algorithm keeps feeding you unicorns and rainbows and fairies, when something actually happens and goes wrong, you're so shocked. You're like, how could people even do this? This is a, this is a travesty. The truth is it was there the whole time. And we're desensitizing ourselves to the horrors of the world. And I think that's, that's a very bad thing. Irrelevant of your opinion on any of them, um, the fact that you know anyone is censored I think is a terrible thing because whether they're talking about really messed up stuff or not, we need to know what they're talking about. Um, and and in all of that, <laughs> the stuff that I was sharing was not even remotely challenging. You know, like you might disagree with me, but I wasn't even, I'm such a flexible and considerate person to debate with. Like, and, and I've put a lot of work into being like that. So the fact that I was deplatformed um, is it's highly unlikely that Instagram did that off their own back with their algorithm. Um, and it's highly likely that somebody either reported me on a daily basis for a long period of time um, saying that, you know, they're offended by my existence um, or they actually have these vigilante groups that think they're doing the world a service and they go around on social media and literally just go as a group. I don't know how big these vigilante groups are, but um, and they go and just report pages. Anybody that's not saying what they want to hear, they report the pages. So I just want to bring that into your awareness because... You know, I don't actually mind that I've been deplatformed. Actually, I'll tell you the truth. Since I've been deplatformed, the day it happened, I was livid because I put all this work into sharing content and connecting with people and and having a place that people can come and hang out. But in my personal life, I love that I can't log into Instagram. <laughs> it's so freeing. It is so freeing. To be honest, the only thing I'm really worried about is that um, if I'm interviewed on other podcasts and people want to be like, oh, check him out on Instagram. And then they say, this guy doesn't even have an Instagram account. You know, it might look a little bit suspicious. So anyway, I've been deplatformed. Um, and so I don't want you and I to be disconnected because this has really brought into my awareness that all the work that I've done in, you know, the world is somehow connected to social media. And I don't actually own any of that. And neither do you. You don't own your accounts either. So it can be wiped out overnight. All the work that has been done can be wiped out overnight. So I would like to encourage you and in the link, there's a link in the show notes below. I would really like to encourage you to join my mailing list because that's something that I do actually own. That's something that legally is mine. Um, And so I can't actually have it taken away and all my hard work, you know, just disappeared into the ether overnight because somebody decided they were a bit unhappy 
with a few sentences that I had to say. So I would really love to invite you um, to join me on an email list. I'm not one of those emailers that, you know, I'm not one of those people that, you know, you subscribe and you get 20 emails a day. Like I believe in treating people how you like to be treated and I don't like being harassed in my inbox unless it's something that's important. So I'm not going to email you all the time. Uh, I will hit you up if there's stuff that I think you're going to be interested in. It might be podcast stuff. It could be program uh, launches that you, um, you might want to get into. It might be offers that have come out. It might be summits that are happening. Anything I send you is going to be an opportunity in some way for you to get better, healthier, make change, um, or just be informed about what's happening with the podcast. And if you're listening here, then you're interested in that. So, But you're definitely not going to hear from me all the time and pestering you in your inbox. So if you want to make sure that no matter what happens on social media, we are connected, please jump into my mailing list. That would be really great. Also, next thing that's happened in my life that has totally informed today's episode is I've been uninvited from my family Christmas. Um, so you may know if you have followed me on social media or you may have figured out that I am unvaccinated. Um, and the interesting thing is that at the start of my medical career, uh, my science, medical science career, I worked in vaccine formulation. Uh, now I'm not going to get into why, and I'm happy to do a deep dive episode on all of the reasons as to why I don't think that that is a choice that I will make willingly, um, or anytime soon. And, um, as the person who uninvited me from Christmas said, uh, and it wasn't my parents, my parents are great. Um, uh, they said, Matthew, <laughs> we just want everybody to be healthy and safe. And I said, mate, <laughs> my podcast is literally called how to not get sick and die. <laughs> Do you think I want people to be sick? <laughs> Anyway, anyway, aside from my family politics, I know there's a lot of people that have been uninvited from Christmas in my, my health practitioner world because a lot of health practitioners share uh, similar understandings about biology and physiology and, and medicine as, as that, that I do as well. Um, and, and as well, a lot of followers that have reached out and feel this way. So I want to give you five tips today as to how to navigate this space from personal experience navigating this space. And so I think this is going to be really useful. And this is going to be useful. It doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, okay? There's, it doesn't matter because we're all going to deal with this stuff at Christmas. Um, and the conversa- it dominates conversation. And irre- again, irrelevant of what side of the, the conversation you're on, giving this more power to hurt the people you love is an atrocity because it's happening in every family and on a global scale, that's really causing some harm. So I've got these five tips that I think are going to be useful for navigating uh, discrimination and segregation at Christmas time. Um, And it may happen to you. And if you know anybody that's experienced this to any degree, I want you to share this episode with them because I think these five tips are going to be helpful. Let's get into it. So number one, Separate yourself from your thoughts. This is something we talk about a lot in the Ultimate Energy Upgrade program, um, particularly with both group clients and one-on-one clients, is separating yourself from your thoughts. So irrelevant of what your opinions are of the person talking to you or your opinions that you're giving to somebody else, remember that you are not your thoughts. And so that gives you a lot of power back because a lot of people make the mistake of thinking they are their thoughts. They're not. You're not right? You are something that experiences things that come into your brain. If you were your thoughts, I'm sure you've done, would have done some catastrophic things because we've all had some really terrifying, messed up thoughts that we never acted on. And we're like, oh God, that's, that's hideous. That's gross, right? It's the same with many of the thoughts that you have. It's just, they don't all elicit that type of response. So separate yourself from your, your thoughts and remember the thoughts that come up and situations that happen, they're not necessarily yours. They're just 
options. That's the way I like to look at it. When thoughts come up, they're choices of I could engage with this. I could adopt this feeling. I could look at it this way. And the reason that this is going to be beneficial is because you are going to be either triggered or be, uh, well, it's yeah irrelevant again of which side you're on. You'll be triggered. You'll be reacting. And nothing good comes from reaction, right? Because you're not in control. You're being controlled by the situation or by the thought or by the feeling. So first step is when the trigger happens, separate yourself from the thought and then identify where's this thought coming from. Is it me? Is it the world? Is it the news? Is it information somebody else has told me? And more importantly, is what I am thinking actually physical reality? Remember, there's so many things that we think and perceptions that we hold and you could even look on your own life five years ago. Is there something five years ago that you believed that you no longer believe? I think that's a really good question to ask ourselves regularly when we're challenged by ideas and beliefs that we hold because over time things change and we get collect information and evidence to realize things weren't you know as we as they seemed in the beginning. Um, and it's the same when we have a reaction. We're so fired up, we're focused on the version of reality that is currently consuming our vision and we're ignoring all of the other possibilities because we're so attached to this one in the moment. And then when we calm down, we can often say, oh yeah, you know, it's like when you have a big blue with someone or a big fight and you come back and say, yeah, all right, I do see where you're at now because you've calmed down. You've separated yourself from your thoughts and, and, and realized and noticed and acknowledged that there's multiple options. So this step, separate yourself from your thoughts, is going to put you back in the driver's seat, back in control of navigating these freaking challenging, hard, difficult things, consequences that are of the, the world debacle that are going to happen across this Christmas period and may have already happened to you. All right, number two, use your own brain. Don't regurgitate things you were told. And this goes for everyone in every context. Medicine, COVID, you know, vaccines, uh, the weather, <laughs> your beliefs about history, whatever it is, use your own brain. Don't regurgitate things you were told. So how do you do that? You stop and pause. So you've already separated yourself from your thoughts and you start thinking, is this mine? Have I heard this from someone else? Do I know that that person is credible? Have I asked, this is really important, have I asked the opposite question of that information? Because if you just get information that makes sense and you never look at the opposing opinion or view, then you're not informed, right? You're not informed. And they often say that you're not intelligent or you're, you're going to be easy to argue with if you don't know the opposition side better than they do. And I would encourage that. Never go into a debate or an argument or a disagreement attached to an idea if you don't understand the opposition to it, okay? And that... That bit right there should put everybody back in their seat because everybody accepts, oh, shit, I only know half the story. I can't tell the whole story. I can only tell half of it. And none of it makes sense if you don't look at the whole story, right? Um, so don't regurgitate things you were told. Investigate both things. And when you have a reaction or a thought, ask yourself the opposite, right? If you're scared of you know, unvaccinated people, ask yourself why. And ask yourself, hang on. Why at this point are there hundreds of thousands, if not millions of medically educated professionals, vaccine scientists, doctors, why are they not getting the vaccine? Why are they speaking out against it? And it's not necessarily about me trying to convince you to join my camp. I'm just saying that unless you can answer the question, why is, has that person decided to be unvaccinated? We're not stupid people. 
We haven't just thought, can't wait to kill everybody off with my toxic body, <laughs> my viral body that's so scary, right? We're informed, right? We know what's going on and we know the opposition, right? Well, most of us do because we can't escape it. Everyone's talking about it. The news is talking about it. Um, so ask yourself, do you know the other side of the conversation better than they do? Because unless you know the whole story, your reaction that you're having is just to a part of a story that you're experiencing and a belief you have about part of that story. And that goes for both sides of the equation. And the good thing is, if we start understanding each other's perspective, it's likely going to take the fire out of your passionate trigger that's going on um, and bring in some respect and love and consideration for the other side and realize, oh, we're all in this together. Like this is irrelevant of your status. We're all in this together. We're all humans. Because, you know, a thought that came up to me um, after being discriminated and segregated from my family Christmas was that as a white straight male in the Western world, what happens if I, you know, bring a friend over that happens to be a different skin colour? You know, what happens if I work for an organisation that you don't like? What happens if insert possibly controversial thing? You know, are they going to be discriminated from attending our family Christmas? There's so many questions to ask, right? So, you know, start thinking about these problems because that's where they extend to. If we start segregating and discriminating society like this, we're taking a massive step backwards in history. And everywhere there's been in history some type of segregation, they were on the wrong side of history. We often reflect on those events as atrocities of history and like, and we often say, can you believe people went along with Nazi Germany? And then you look into it a little bit and you realise they were all just scared people following the rules because they were doing what they were told, not using their own brain and just regurgitating what they were told or doing what they were told. So, number two, use your own brain. Number three, understand that the person treating you, whichever way they're treating you, is reacting out of fear and extend empathy. So when this situation happened to me, I was like, you know what? It's horrible. That guy's so scared. That guy is scared. Like how awful. If I felt that scared, that would feel horrible. Um, So understand that the person is acting out of fear if you're the one being segregated or cut out or attacked. Um, Like just empathize. And they might not receive your empathy. They might tell you to piss off. But it makes you feel better is the point. I feel so much better not going to my family Christmas sitting here at home from an empathetic state being like, you know what, that sucks that Christmas Day is that scary for him, right? Or for them or for that part of the family. That's awful. Like I don't, I don't want to be around people that feel scared. That's, yeah, that's easy for me to stay home now if I come from that standpoint. Um, still, you know, there's a lot of other issues there, but it's about making you feel better, right? If you're the one being discriminated against, the whole point of this podcast is to make you able to navigate this emotionally. So understand that they're reacting out of fear. It's not them. And they, like we talked about in um, point one, separating yourself from your thoughts, they are unable to separate themselves from their thoughts. So empathize with that because we've all been triggered. We've all just seen red on a particular topic and gone fully, you know, way too far and hurt people in the process and then had to, you know, backpedal and apologize and, you know, say we were wrong. And saying you're wrong is maybe one of the hardest things that, getting out (laughs) not many people can say they're wrong and not many people can genuinely say they're sorry without being like yeah you know well sorry about that (laughs) because we're all just big kids that didn't learn to navigate our emotions when we should have but 
We're having a crack today. <laughs> so extend empathy because it makes you feel better and in an ideal scenario, will actually make them feel seen, heard and understood too, which is just helping the whole situation. Um, stop. Number four, stop, take space and breathe. Bring yourself back to the present moment when you're offended, when you're triggered, when you're scared, when you're angry, when you're aggressive, when you're, you know, maybe a little bit violent, you want to punch something. Uh, stop, take a breath. Focus on the breath going into your diaphragm, into your lungs, past your lips, come back to the present moment. And you might need to take space. You might need to walk out of the situation. And, and a mature adult emotionally says, speaks up and say, says what needs to happen. They, they say, hey, I need to take a couple of minutes break. I'm feeling really reactive. I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm feeling insert emotion that you want to share. Um, I'm going to come back in a couple of minutes. I just need to walk around the block. You and I need to have some space. I need to come back and then we'll talk about it. Is that okay? And however they react is up to them. It's not your responsibility how they react to your boundary. Uh, That's totally cool. But you do what you need to do to come back to the conversation so that you can separate yourself from your thoughts and have a healthy conversation. So take space, hit pause, Walk around the block, just walk into the backyard, bare feet on the ground will help. You would have heard my uh, episode a couple of weeks back with uh, the shaman, Matthew Titmus. We were talking about grounding and earthing, putting your bare feet on the earth. That will actually help in this, in this space. That will actually help reduce the stress, bring the trigger down and bring it back into your control. So bring yourself back into the present moment by stopping, setting a boundary, letting somebody know what, what you need to do in this moment in order to make this a constructive, healthy conversation takes the space you need, breathe, be aware of that breath. Don't take your phone or take your phone, but make sure you're doing this bit with your phone on airplane mode so you can actually be present. Don't go away and just distract yourself even further because that doesn't help at all. You haven't processed anything. It means when you get back, you're just in the same spot you were when you left. So make sure you actually have a conscious present moment. Flicking through Facebook and Instagram is not going to help you and I'm not on Instagram anymore, so what's the point? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, All right, number five, remember this, and this is hard because you think the internet would make us feel more connected, but ironically, the internet and social media has actually made us feel more lonely and depressed than we were before because it's it's full of these half-assed relationship and these never-ending conversations that have no conclusion, right? But number five is know that you are not alone. There are millions of people that are in this situation. News programs all over the world have run campaigns like they have here in Australia on morning news channels and and segments that teach people how to uninvite unvaccinated people to Christmas and how to convince them to get vaccinated. Like this is an absolute tyranny in every possible way. This is is horrific. Can you imagine if they were saying on the news – um, like they were communicating on the news ways to tell black people to not come to Christmas or ways to, to, to uninvite white people to Christmas or ways to uninvite gay people to Christmas. Can you imagine? We'd be up in arms. And I know that the argument is, well, yeah, being gay is not contagious or having a skin colour is not contagious. Um, and I'd not, I, would, I mean, I would argue if you look at the statistics... There's not really much out there that's particularly contagious or dangerous at the minute, Uh, but that's a conversation for another day. But my point is I'm trying to have you grasp the gravity of what this means. There's been parts of history where we killed gay people. We killed them. We, we killed black people. White, you know, white people killed black people. In Australia, we have a very dark history of people literally 
The British coming here and trying to wipe out the Aboriginal species. It's so fucked up. And now we're encouraging the same type of behaviour against people that choose not to have their body violated by something that, you know, is currently available in the world, to have your body violated by. Um, And, you know, people don't want to be coerced. People enjoy being free in Australia. We're no longer free. It's in our national anthem and we're no longer free. Uh, You've got to show your papers, which is another feature of Nazi Germany and a few other places in the world right now that are um, run by communist regimes. Um, But the point is... Amongst all of this, you are not alone. Even if you feel alone in your family, and I meet so many people at protests that um, you know have had forty-year marriages, and they're like, "My wife hates me. We 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 can't even sleep in the same bed anymore. We disagree so much." Or my family think I'm crazy, or I've lost my job because I'm standing up for my rights. Do you know the power of that? That is huge. People are willing to take these hits on the chin, just as I have, uh, to stand up for their belief. It is so powerful, and we need more people like that in this world, uh, because. Even though the internet's made us feel more fragmented, disconnected, uh, the truth is you're not alone. So reach out and connect with new people. Yes, and that's right. You're going to have to make new relationships and new friendships. Uh, in the in the real world, I would encourage you to meet up with people in person um, and start building you know, communities of people that are on the same page and share the challenges you're having and figure out ways to navigate it. Um, but remember, we also don't want to create an echo chamber of our own ideas because if we create an echo chamber of our own ideas, then we've got the same problem. It's just everybody that agrees with this stays over there. Everyone agrees with this stays over there. And whenever they interact, it literally becomes a war if those people don't constantly interact. And it's like where I started with the deplatforming conversation. If you don't have the troubled people in the world in broad daylight, you don't know when they're going to come out of from behind you and destroy your world. And it's the same here. People that disagree should be constantly engaging and aware of where each other are. We don't want a perpetual war going on, but we do want to have constructive, challenging conversations, but not an echo chamber. And actually, that's how I've dealt with haters for a number of years now, is that when somebody hates what I'm saying or attacks me in the DMs, which has happened a lot on Instagram, um, and by a lot, I mean like maybe 20 times. So really it's not a lot at all. 20 times in my whole life. And when that happens, you know what I do? My strategy to deal with these people is to invite them onto the podcast. I say, do you want to have this conversation on a a podcast or an Instagram live or a Facebook live? Because if you disagree that passionately that you're willing to come out and say some really horrific things to attack me and then before I even respond, you've already blocked me so you can't see my reply. Like what a pathetic, weak person you are. I, it's not that I dis- I'm not judging your opinion. I'm judging the way that you show up in the world. I'm not judging the fact that we disagree. I'm judging the weakness that you have showed me in presenting your argument to me, right? You've made it about me and not the facts. You've, you've made it about opinion that you have of my personality rather than the facts about why you're right and I'm wrong. And not just wrong because you think I'm wrong, but wrong because you understand my perspective and you know how to talk through it. And I should add a little PS in here talking about the word facts. If you are on social media at all and you see these fact checkers, uh, you should do a bit of homework on them because the word fact in 2021 and 2020 really took on a new meaning that has nothing to do with what the word actually means. So (laughs) just a little caveat, right? So you're not alone is the moral of this story. So reach out, make some new connections. There's massive telegram groups. There's signal chats. uh, There's groups all over the place 
of people that feel the same and the news will give you the illusion that it's just a couple of people and you've, you would have seen, and this is probably why I've been reported, you would have seen on my Instagram and Facebook that at these protests in Australia, little old Australia um, and little old Melbourne, which has got about 5 million people, we had 500,000 people at a protest and the news goes along and says a couple of hundred hippies, drunk hippies, <laughs> you know, so you're not alone. You're not alone. Reach out. If you feel lonely, disconnected, discriminated against, segregated, reach out, make new relationships, make new connections. And there's a lot of outspoken people these days. And um, and I think that's a good thing. And there's a lot of business owners that are speaking out. And there's a lot of just people sharing their view on the world. So connect with those people. And everybody, if you're receiving these people, create a space for that. Let people know they're not alone. Introduce them to groups. Invite them to gatherings. Go for a walk in the park, you know, whatever it might be. Connect with new, new people because you are not alone in this dis- chapter of discrimination and segregation and medical apartheid. It's, it's a horrific time to be alive and I don't think it's going to be over soon. So the more that we can gain these skills to navigate these challenges and face the world as a joint group of people that are, have maturity and the capability to navigate difficult conversation and difficult situation, then I think we're in for creating a much better chapter. But we have to survive this one without getting into some crazy war and causing it ourselves i don't think that's not happening um and you know there's a whole conversation to be had about you know whether violence is necessary and protecting your physical being with physical action is is a thing like you know there's lots of layers of this conversation but in the context of christmas we should be navigating these conversations with our heart and our head not our body and not our weapons, <laughs> right? Because this is family. This is family and friends. So we want to share love. And if, if your family's not sharing that with you, you are not alone. So that's the five points. Separate yourself from your thoughts. Use your own brain. Understand the person treating you is reacting out of fear and extend empathy. Number four, stop, take space and breathe. Number five, you are not alone. Remember, most people don't do these five steps in their daily life with anything. So I guarantee that these five steps will be really useful in any part of your health journey. If you're trying to get better from a disease or you're trying to lose weight, whatever it is, all of these five things will be useful. Thanks for hanging out here on this episode. It's really important if you know anyone that's being discriminated, segregated, being judged, choosing to do things differently to you, then please share this episode with them. I think it'll be really, really useful uh, to help people get through this tough time of year. I uh, will be sitting at home on Christmas by myself. (laughs) I mean, I'll probably catch up with some friends because I am not alone and I'm going to reach out and connect with people that feel similar to me in this situation. So it's unlikely that I will be alone Um, and and I'm not worried about being alone. That's not the point the point is that it's about um you know standing in my truth and and owning that and not being forced or emotionally manipulated to behave in a different way so good luck this christmas i hope that you're safe and that you're as healthy as you can be give yourself permission to enjoy all of the goodness that this time of year brings uh and if you're in a position where you are trying to be really healthy then you know look after your emotions through this period because there's a lot of challenges that that come up here with chocolate alcohol overeating binge eating you know pushing forward the healthy plan for yet another year all of the other things and if you feel like now's the time to start leveling up your health improve your gut health build your self-confidence in your body start trusting yourself managing emotional eating i want you to jump into the ultimate energy upgrade course because we're going to take off and it's going to fill up before january 1 but we're going to take off in early january which is going to be really great to get things going for another year of getting healthy and creating more healthy friends in the world so gang you know the deal uh 
If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot, share it with a friend that you think needs to hear about it, share it in your social media stories. Um, I would be really grateful if you could give this a review and a rating now that social media is starting to be taken away uh, from me and from us, from the whole community around the podcast. So if we can use the channels that can't be taken away, like the mailing list and ratings on the podcast sites, then this would be great. Um, all links and handles to everything I've mentioned will be down in the show notes below. So jump down there if you want to jump jump into the program, find the m.me link. Uh, and if you want to join the mailing list, the mailing list link is down there too. And have a wonderful Christmas and I will chat to you really soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.